May the force be with you is a phrase used to wish a person well to overcome a challenge. The invitation in this podcast, May the Life Force Be With You, is to explore what it means to truly feel alive, to appreciate the physical, emotional and spiritual connection to our energy, and finally to understand how this impacts who you are and all that you do. May this conversation inspire you to thrive. Hi, I'm Fiona. And I'm Karila. <laughs> and I'm still laughing, even though we're in round two <laughs> of this. I'm laughing because I'm recording. I'm recording this. I'm in bed because it's 11.30 at night. And as soon as, soon as this ends, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and, uh, as, yeah, so that's what happens when you're on opposite time zones of the world. Your <laughs> mindset and your life force energy is at a different point of the day to mine. So I'm on, I'm on my second mushroom coffee, which is technically illegal. I'm supposed to only have one. It's not dodgy stuff, honestly. <laughs> it strongly recommends you only have one, but I strongly needed two today. So we'll see how I am at the end of this uh, life force conversation um, because it's 10.30 a.m. for me and I'm on my fifth call of the day because I start very early. Um, so yeah, we have very opposing energies right now. Very. I am very much ready for bed <laughs> it has been a very long day <laughs> it was valentine's day today well yesterday for me today for you and i know you've been talking about body love well i am like my, may the life force be with you is clearly my true love because i'm doing that on valentine's night <laughs> <laughs> from my bed I'm in bed with May the Life Force be with you on Valentine's Day <laughs> that's love to me <laughs> the most important kind but yeah I um, have had it's been a really interesting week because so astrology wise David our amazing David he was just in the Life Force Cafe doing an amazing amazing astrology workshop um one of the things that came out of the astrology workshop was that um there's this big Chiron and North Node conjunction happening on the 19th of this month and um like Chiron is the wounded healer in astrology. So like Chiron, whenever Chiron's doing anything, you're like big, big ass wounds come up. And the North Node is destiny. And so this is like David was saying, it's like a once in a lifetime thing that Chiron and then and the and destiny wow. meet in. And so like, but what he was saying is like you know, your wounds are just going to, like, open. You're going to be walking wounds <laughs> as they, like, fully open. And, um... <laughs> we should put this podcast out on the 19th. <laughs> we should. <laughs> or the day before, maybe. <laughs> yeah, the day before Saturday. So, yeah, 18th, that's when we're next due. So let's do this, everybody. I hope you're tuning in. <laughs> If cash can get it out in time, if cash can get it out in time, 
um, see foam green sounds can get it sorted in time. They probably can because they're amazing. Um, so yeah, so I like, and I feel like this week has just brought up the mother of all wounds for me. Jeez. Deeply connected to love, Valentine's Day, body love, all of it. Um, so yeah, it's been, um, yeah, I, I'll begin, but I just want to ask you first, have you had the Chiron effect? Uh, I don't feel like I'm an open walking wound. <laughs> no. Um, I've, I've had some maybe reflections and wobbles on where I'm at in life. You know, where I want to be, what I want to be doing, with what I'm doing. You've had the destiny. <laughs> I've been yeah. doing the Chiron and you've been doing the destiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> North Node. <laughs> yeah, maybe actually. Um, I, I've not, I don't feel I've had any love reflections this week. I've been very fortunate that I've spent the last few days with people that I love and adore in Sydney. Um, off the back of my week in Melbourne doing the same so I've just been surrounded by a lot of positive energy a lot of a lot of children um who just that unconditional chat always fills up my bucket um as well and uh so yeah I I feel pretty positive and grounded on that side of things but a little bit of the destiny wobbles (laughs) the destiny wobbles do you want to share any of the destiny wobbles you've been having uh, just that I love being in Australia so much and I love the people here and I feel very fortunate that in my life I've traveled and lived so many different places but it means that people that are close to me and the different ways that I love to live my life are scattered all over the world so the concept of home is a little bit of a challenge right now mm. and what that feels like because I love Hove and I love being there and I have a great group of friends and a way I live my life there but it's very different to the things that make me feel happy and grounded and more fee when I'm when I'm here in in Australia so um yeah there's always that am I in the right place and what can I bring in from these places that I can find wherever I am but I've always been like that the last 15 years I've been kind of a nomad so it's (laughs) it's an ongoing journey Yeah, it it we live in like the golden age of travel, eh? Like mm-hmm. it's amazing really that you can like have family on the other side of the like soul family on the other side of the world and feel at home on the other side of the world. But then I guess it's also like uprooting. Yeah, and, and you know, even the air's different, like the air's different, the water's different, the uh, culture is different the um, language in some places that I live is different and so you you are um, I love I love the children's movie um, Zootopia which is actually my friends in Sydney their young kids got me into it it's great top recommendation I highly recommend everybody <laughs> watches Zootopia it's so funny and they've, they've got this clip where the bunny rabbit lands in the in in like Zootopia, and there's all these giraffes walking around and rhinos and every, like they're all in work gear and they're all going about their business. But 
I love it when I'm thinking about all these different animals and species that are all existing together, which, you know, they're not supposed to because it's a cartoon, but they're all different, but they're all doing the same things. And they're all like living their own version of that in their own little animal kingdom. And so sometimes I sort of look around and go, that's what we are. We're all just like, <laughs> you know, the giraffes and the, and the rhinos and the hamsters and the bunny rabbits, you know, we're all just kind of coexisting, but there's a kind of pattern of life that is the same where you go. It's just, we're different animals in this place. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but I have- You're making so much sense. I, yeah. I get it. I love it. I know. Or like the I, bar in Star Wars when you have all the different characters and they're from the different planets, but they're all sitting having a beer together in the bar and, you know, <laughs> Star Wars. I, I kind of have those moments where I'm like, why do we have so much distrust and hate? If that's a strong word, it is, but it's kind of feels right at the moment. And mm. this like desire to hurt others when actually we're all the same just trying to do the same things just in different parts of the land that's all connected so you know I want Zootopia rather than what we've got right now and so <laughs> that's where I want to live new earth is Zootopia <laughs> we're all the same just you know this you cut us to the core and we're all just one of the same things for our family our loved ones ourselves and and you know yeah I mean I think actually most people just wish everybody else well they do I believe like I believe that too I feel like most you know most people just wish each other well but there's a serious amount of unprocessed trauma that kind of gets in the way of that human kindness that is our nature yeah you know yeah and that's why shadow work and like to me shadow work is a form of activism (laughs) it's like inner activism (laughs) you know it's like get the trauma out of the system out of the dna out of the so on 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 valentine's day which it is for you or the week of love (laughs) for when this Um, you want to talk about shadow and trauma or did you want to talk about love I know you can't well, have one without the other but you can't have one without the other like my week of love and I, I want to say that like I find Valentine's Day really weird I never quite know oh, what I... to do with it when I'm in a relationship I'm like I don't know what to do with this and when I'm not in a relationship I'm like this just makes me feel rubbish. <laughs> um, I have done things like the last few years I've been guided to do like self-love ceremonies and stuff that is about kind of reclaiming Valentine's Day, mainly because I just have so much compassion for how weird Valentine's Day makes lots of people feel. Yeah. Um, and actually the love stuff, the self-love stuff, the love ceremonies and stuff are really beautiful. Um, but yeah, my love week was, uh, this really interesting Chiron Ween shadow journey (laughs) all around love. Like it was perfectly timed with Valentine's Day. This has been really, 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 um, interesting and I 
yeah, that's why I was like, let's do a episode because I was like, I, I feel like it's quite a good example of yeah, how you can shadow work anything. <laughs> um. Where did it start? So well, I was just going to say, what came first, the Chiron or the Valentine's Day? Like, what triggered what? <laughs> uh, so I, I didn't get triggered by Valentine's Day. We've talked before about um, body love, but body love is going to be on again. And body love's a really interesting way into the shadow because it's like you look at your, you look at yourself through everyday rituals of food and exercise and beauty and rest and I was doing a promotional webinar for body love and in that webinar we looked at food and you don't have very long in something like that so I was just like okay you know in my personal journey because I was doing it with the group in the field and the energetics I was like okay I'm gonna look at food and what have I done with food? And I was thinking what I'd done with food that day. And I suddenly like thought of this like piece of chocolate that I ate. And I was like, what body love does is it gets you to look at like how you're doing it. Do you see what I mean? As well as what you're doing. Mindfulness, I would call it yeah. my work. Yeah, totally. Like, are are you being conscious or are you being unconscious you know and when I looked at it I was like wow that's so interesting you know I was because obviously you eat chocolate for pleasure but like I wasn't actually experiencing pleasure when I ate that piece of chocolate and I want to say I wasn't eating loads of chocolate I was eating a piece of chocolate a drop of dark chocolate it was like healthy chocolate when I tuned in about it I was like oh I've like I like we're still guilty about that like my whole system kind of clamped down so it was like a guilty pleasure like I was eating the chocolate but it was like feeling like I shouldn't be eating it and that it wasn't good for me and that yeah and so how I would describe it was it was like putting the the brakes on or driving with the clutch on or you know like not really actually receiving this choice to do something with pleasure and then I like went under it to look at what that was about and I I realized that actually you know, that was, so So in body love, food is your relationship with more. And I realized that like pleasurable food kind of represents the sweetness of life and like all the good things in life. And I suddenly like had this like flash view of the landscape of me that like very, very, very good. Miss Taurus here. Up at eleven thirty at night doing her web doing her podcast. <laughs> very good at purpose, yeah. Like very good at eating the vitamins and the vegetables and the purpose and all of that. But like in terms of the balance of just being able to receive the sweetness, you know, just being able to let the like 
things like being in love, you know, like that aren't you doing purpose, just so out of balance within me, you know, um, which is why we're recording May the Life Force Be With You <laughs> on Valentine's Night alone, and I'm alone in my bed. <laughs> There's something, something there when you say that about, you know, there's about a letting go and allowing yourself to enjoy those moments and and to you know have them guilt-free there's no point in doing life's pleasures if you then bring with a with you a whole bucket of guilt when you do it because that weighs you down and therefore you lose the pleasure so you're not receiving the high at all um you're just kind of keeping in that lower energy state and then to that as well there's something around that giving and receiving it's the balance of both that then mm-hmm. allows for that love to feel pleasurable because if it's just one way it don't feel good exactly but you but, need the balance of both. you know you're but here's the thing soon as i saw it in that chocolate bar moment i was like then seeing it in my relationships then seeing it in my money, like seeing it everywhere. Um, because when you look at it on the m- micro level, the mindfulness level, then you can see it on the macro level. You'd never be able to see it on the macro level, no. you know, like the same week that I had this this chocolate moment, I somebody offered me some money for some work they wanted me to do. And it was much higher than I was expecting. And I noticed that rather than being like brilliant, my whole system went into exactly the same thing I did with that chocolate bar to the point that I almost was going to haggle them down. (laughs) Like, you know, and I stopped myself because I noticed that, like, there was me not receiving the pleasure of being valued properly. Do you see what I mean? And the the ease of like suddenly having more than you expected and everything like that. So like this pattern is everywhere, which is the way of body, the genius of body love in a way. So where do you feel that? Because we're talking about body love. And so for some people, you know, mindfulness, when you start to really tap into mindfulness, it's not just about that conscious thought that you go huh hang on I'm going to take some time to think about this or I'm going to be consciously in this moment when I make this decision there's a real connection to your body when you feel those things and when you react to them so it might actually be the mindfulness is not looking for the thought the mindfulness is looking for the feeling and the emotion and that's always attached to something in your body first because your body keeps the score as they say so when you have moments do you feel it somewhere in your body first? Do you I, feel like- I felt it. I feel like what I saw in the chocolate bar made me recognize an energetic circuit, like an energetic pattern of, because I think in energy, like I, I think some people would, would translate energy into emotion. And I think actually before you're maybe more conscious of it, you call it emotion and then you can see it as a pattern as an energy move you know like how I recognized it 
when I recognized it translated on the macro level was as, oh, that's exactly the same energetic clamp down feeling of the brakes coming on, energetic sensation. But it was actually a, um, how can I put it? Like it was, you know, I, I wouldn't have noticed it before. I would have just gone with the thoughts and the emotions. And and then it's like, oh, my gosh, how many times have you done that and actually, like, haggled your life down, essentially? Yeah, Not that's, why, that's why mindfulness is so important, right? Because you're bringing yeah. that awareness, awareness to the moment and everything that you've described is why, you know, people say, well, mindfulness, you know, how how does that impact my day-to-day life it impacts it because you become more consciously aware of how you are living your life of those moments that can pass you by because you're on autopilot but actually are the ones that stop you in your tracks when you get more in tune with yourself which is exactly you might have had this thought lots of times or you could have had the thought that you had that stopped you in your tracks this week but you were mindfully aware you listened to that thought pattern, you felt that energy, you felt your body, and 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 now it's led to guessing some some action, some changes, some some deeper thinking around some areas of your life. But there every instance of every day, we are letting those moments pass us by when we're not tuned into the the moment without distraction or judgment, which is mindfulness. A hundred percent agree with you. But for me, there was also a shadow work in in between. I mean, you're you're, you're level ten, just so that everyone's listening. Karila's level ten of this, <laughs> so you're you're then next steps of how all that translates into your body, into your spiritual connection, into your shadow work, into your guidance. Then takes that to a deeper well, learning for you. I I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. Like. I feel like I saw the chocolate bar thing. You know, what's happened is I've become very fluent at shadow work because I've done a lot of it. So now if I see something, that thing is coming. Like I've worked with people to support me and they're like, your system moves stuff so fast. And I'm like, that's just because it's like, oh, shadow, here we go. But like, (laughs) and, and it, that's what happened so the chocolate bar thing happened and then like the next day like everything is triggering me like I am like the walking wound that David talked about like and then by like day two I'm like tiny you know like my small self is like completely overwhelmed and then by day and you know basically I'd like gone into this like this perception that like I was really lonely Cash who edits this podcast was sitting on my couch next to me and I'm like crying like a little kid being like I'm so lonely and Cash is like I'm next to you (laughs) you know like my wound was that projecting I wasn't seeing the person that was supporting me next to me. And then, and then I like, then it's like day three. That's a really relatable thing that you just said. And I, I know that a lot of people will be able to relate to that because they often say that the loneliest moments are when you're actually 
with someone or can be with someone. So what very relatable that you So So by day just, three, you know, I I so like crying next to Cash on the couch saying I'm so lonely. We had a gig that night of a friend that I had invited. Like there was nothing about my life that was lonely and that yet there was so much separation consciousness coming up in me that all I could feel was my pain body. Um and so the the next day I like by that point I am literally crying like uncontrollably like a, a child <laughs> I was going to go to a tantra workshop that afternoon and I like we're actually interviewing her she's coming up <laughs> I like text the woman who's running it and I'm like I cannot come to this workshop like I am not able to give pleasure to anybody today <laughs> I'm having a wound explode right now. And then the fact that I said I wasn't going made me cry even harder. And so I was like, I texted her back and I was like, well, maybe I could sit in the safe corner and just cry it out because that's what I'm going to be doing anyway. So I might as well go to the safe corner. And um, so, like, I go to this workshop that's, like, everybody else, they're, like, in, like the intentions are being set. And, like, <laughs> I am just bawling. Like, even before I get in the door, I'm, like, I am not okay. <laughs> and I... But it was so powerful because I was kind of, like, my intention with going was, like, I'm going to sit in the safe space and have this wound that is feeling so unheld be held and I'm not leaving because this is like a whole afternoon and I'm going to sit with it and I'm going to clear out whatever this is and find out whatever this is in the most bizarre setting to do <laughs> well not in a really beautiful setting but not a traditional setting and so like I'm working through the layers and I and like the only wound that ever makes me cry like that is my mother wound so I've already I'm already familiar with this wound like I knew that it was this wound and like I'm going through the layers of it and clearing it from my nervous system clearing it from my emotional body and in shadow work where you want to get to is the belief like what is the thing that you believe at the bottom of all of this. And the belief that I got to, which is what's relevant to Valentine's Day, is I was like, oh, wow, there is a part of my subconscious that believes that love is a lie. And love as I landed there, that, that love is said? a lie. Yeah. Okay. That just doesn't believe in love, that d believes it's all bollocks. That, that it's homework <laughs> day, which is what Valentine's Day is. Exactly. <laughs> and that it's a lie. And so anytime some, you know, when this belief is active in me, you know, it won't accept the sweetness of life from a chocolate. It 
it doesn't trust that it doesn't believe the love that is sitting next to me trying to support me it shuts down to anybody that's trying to love me and chases anybody that doesn't love me like and just what I realized was that clamp down that I felt with the chocolate bar and then after this uh with the money thing was that belief going love is a lie don't don't trust love love is a lie and like I feel like it is that that belief there are some things in shadow work that like they're so entrenched in you and in your personality and in who you are that like once you've seen them like life is never going to be the same again you know like they have been undercurrenting every single thing you have been doing and that for me this one like I was seeing it because I was in this workshop for hours and hours and hours I was seeing like oh my god (laughs) like this is where it is in everywhere (laughs) and um yeah and and now Once a, once something's out of the shadow, so once something's not in the subconscious anymore, it, it doesn't have the same power over you. Like, it, it's the thing is, I don't believe that love is a lie. Like, I, I say, believe in love. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm not about that. Otherwise, we might not be able to be friends anymore. <laughs> Because, you know, I go to bed every night on my own and, in, in, in a, you know, we're, we're, we're like the, uh, I don't know what, oh, from the outside we might look like the anti-love brigade, but I don't believe we are. No. We're like the opposite. In fact, I think I probably love too much. Yeah, like I love love. You know, like I, I love love. <laughs> I bought the dog a Valentine's Day present as well as everybody in the with right now. And the dog was so happy because she loves ducks and she was so happy to enjoy that. I love to give. Like, I love. <laughs> so that's definitely not where I think we're, what we're saying or what we're at. But what is, what is, what did your experience release for you in terms of the realization that love is important? That what it means so to you? What, what, I do with shadow work is then I'm like well what is the new belief that I want to replace this old one with and the new belief that I wanted to replace the old one with was love is true because you know this part of me that and, and I think this is really important to say I also had this amazing realization that that the small part of me, the, the traumatized part, the inner child that was so distressed, she was sobbing for like two days. I realized she was distressed because your child still accesses the divine and knows that, like, your trauma in a way is the thing that, like, is so far away from your own divine that it distresses your inner child. Do you see what I mean? Like, 
like like she knows or he knows or they know that it's so wrong <laughs> that it's such a distortion from your own divinity and that, I think that like, overwhelms for people that maybe aren't able to connect at that level right now, the, the, the way that I express in my work is when you have your core beliefs challenged. So we all have core beliefs. They're part of our makeup. They're what we deep down believe to be true. That is, is how we live our lives and is unique to us because they're a product of our environment, our upbringing, our ancestry, mm. and, and also our, our belief patterns in that time. But when something happens that really challenge, challenges your core beliefs, you know when it doesn't feel right and you know when yeah. you're off track. And I think that's kind of what you're connecting, but in that very deep um, shadow side as as well, right, is that this is not true to who I am and I feel like weird about it. It's my, it's my yeah. sort of lay person's way of saying it. Yeah, no, that's a, it's not a lay person's way. It's an intelligent and brilliant right. person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like I also had this realisation that all of this distress in me was because of my own it because this belief was so far away from my own divine yeah. and here's the thing i then saw that like because i believed love is a lie that's where i was also distorting my own truth so i was also you know i'm quite a flag flyer for truth but in relate like romantic relationships and stuff like that I do a lot of dancing around the street. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do a lot of like, love is a lie. <laughs> like, um, not consciously, but I saw that like subconsciously, that's the place where I like go around the bushes. Do you know what I mean? Or like, don't. Just... I, I do. It's what I do too. There's like that fear of, fear of love whilst wanting it at the same time exactly like not even saying that you want it like do you no, see what I mean you don't because then you can't be hurt when it doesn't appear. exactly just put the barrier up to begin with then just go nobody can upset you you can't be, find yourself in that kind of like heartbreak so it's better just not to be open that's how previously I've I've, I've worked a lot the last few years like moving on from that but I was like that for a very long time I don't want to be, I don't want to sit in discomfort. So I won't put myself forward in an environment where that might happen. Exactly. Like, or like for me, like last few years, Valentine's Day, self-love ceremony. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm taking off the set after that, after like love is, love is, love is true or, or love is true, which is what I decided. I was like, actually, I don't want more self-love. <laughs> I want more love like when yeah. I connect to what the truth is and I don't just want I do want mind-blowing roomy style romantic blow my heart open love but I also want more friendship more community more love that involves other people not yeah. not self-love you know <laughs> like got quite a lot of that <laughs> like, and so I like took the name, changed the name of the Valentine's Day ceremony and have since been just, because you've got to, 
you can do the shadow work, but then you've got to do the habitual work. And I ha- like have since been like, okay, if you want to live love is true now, you got to speak your truth like you have never spoken your truth before, <laughs> you know, because you can't be around the bushes anymore. you got to be really like, this is what I think, this is what I feel, because that's what's going to energize love is true. I felt that right in my heart. <laughs> I love having what I just quickly reflecting on that, like what I felt is that it's not about self-love. It should be love is the same regardless. And you can feel that feel love in everything that you do and every part of your life to yourself to others to friends to family to you know relationships and and we should maybe stop bucketing things into different types of love exactly it and having a hallmark card day for our different types of love when it it needs to it's it's a theme that we can build as a habit into every day and life is love so like why are we celebrating one day <laughs> why is there hallmark day you know like life life every day is an opportunity to love for sure um but what's so awesome is so I've like had this week like that's been my week <laughs> and you know then I've been like okay I've also been doing this thing which I think is a really good practice for anybody that resonates with this is I was like, okay, so you've got a whole emptiness inside of you that believes love is a lie. And every morning I've been like having a cow, which I don't do every day. I only work with her when I feel guided to. Um, she's a medicine for the heart. And at the moment I'm like, she's the right medicine. So I've been having cacao and then spending 10 minutes just filling up with love just affirming that love is not a lie that love is here and now and I can be full of it <laughs> and so that like I start my day on like a full battery of love and it's been giving me loads of life force energy because I've been starting my day with the great source of life force energy, which is love. And so, like, since the wound purge, I've just been, like, 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 so much energy because I've been doing this 10 minutes, not of meditation, not of manifesting, not of affirming, just back to basics, just, like, right, the part of me that feels unloved is going to get full and that's what's going to happen. But the thing that I love most, because the universe is absolutely a cosmic joker. (laughs) So we did the love ceremony at my house today because it was a little one. And um, when I do ceremony at my house, I often say like, come like bring snacks and we'll have tea and tribe time after the ceremony (laughs) like basically normally people bring like really healthy snacks like nuts and dates and fruit honestly 
there were about 20 cakes in my living room. <laughs> the universe just like nobody bought anything. There was chocolate, there was Florentines, there was cakes, <laughs> there was like patisserie Valerie. <laughs> it was just like this like feast of the of the sweet things. And I was like, ah, my shadow works already. <laughs> Like my chocolate wounds already like manifesting more pleasure because literally like the altar was just surrounded by chocolate and cake at the end of the night. <laughs> I love it. How beautiful. <laughs> well, it's lunchtime for me, and you need to get to bed, so I'm gonna go and have maybe some chocolate. <laughs> have it guilt. Have it totally see if you can have it like obviously you shouldn't do anything that's damaging to you and like you're not going to do this anyway because you were so healthy but like like obviously nobody should like gorge on like a ridiculous amount of chocolate but like I might have to be guilty though because it'll be the no don't be guilty no 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 see if you can what I was going to say was I'll I'll have to steal someone's chocolate that I gave them for in order to have some chocolate today so I might like I have to ask permission to share the love of them giving me some of my chocolate back um but I will I will eat with pleasure I will eat mindfully and I'll eat with love yeah fill up on the sweetness of life oh amen to that so I wish you a rest sweet dream and sweet dreams we hope this conversation has topped up your life force energy. If it has, then please help us spread the life force. Like, share, subscribe, all of that. <laughs> and may the life force be with all of us.